Criminologist Trina O'Connor, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Brandon. So Trina, you're going to tell us how this money mule phenomenon works. So this is where young people are being recruited by crime banks to launder money through their bank accounts. And people will have seen that story during the week where 60 teenagers in Kerry were caught acting as money mules. For for people who missed uh, that story, just tell us briefly what happened down in Kerry. OK, so we had a group of 60 young people under the age of 18, mainly from a secondary school in Kerry, who were involved in moving money around into their bank accounts. So this started off with one recruiter or a herder, as the Gardaí would call them, um, somebody who gets their peer group to get involved in giving over the details of their bank account to be used by organised crime gangs. Um, In this case, it was the transnational gang. And basically what the gang does is they load them accounts with money from uh, fraud like invoice redirect fraud or phishing scams. And then they move the money on further onto different accounts. So the money eventually goes back to the organised crime gang, but it's moved around young people's clean accounts. Um, the okay. Yep. So let's, OK, so we leave Kerry aside then, right? Okay. And let's talk in general about this. So... Talk us through how it works then. So what, what, how will the initial approach happen to a young person? So it can happen in lots of different ways. Um, it can be a friend. It can be somebody that you know. It can be somebody who's on a sports team with you. It can be somebody who's a classmate. Um, and what they'll do is they'll tell you they're making money by giving over their bank account or opening indeed a new bank account, like an electronic account, like one of the Revoluts or one of them accounts. Um, and they hand it over and they get a percentage of money that's moved through their account. So very often they're told they'll get 10% of the money that's moved through their account. Um, but actually in reality, Brendan, they usually only get about 50 euros and they've no right to reply because they're dealing with criminals. So um, it, it's usually through somebody they know. And then other ways that young people are recruited is through some of the social media platforms. And you probably see these ads yourself. You might see this ad, work from home, earn a thousand a week or a day and sometimes people will send DMs to them advertisements and they can be recruited that way into being a money mill. Okay, Um, and they hand over the account for a period of time and then take back control of it themselves. Yeah, yeah, there's no no black and white with it really to be honest. Um, These organised crime gangs, they work in different ways. They could have access to somebody's account for a short period of time or indeed a long period of time and we've seen figures as much as 65,000 going through accounts and some of the other ways that people are recruited and this is a different kind of money milling to what we saw recently is young people that are in debt bondage to a dealer for example so they may be told by their dealer you owe me so much money I need you to open a bank account that I can use to launder money um, the intimidation that comes with that for somebody who's in addiction so they've got a very complex group of uh, issues there yeah. that they may find difficult to talk to caregivers about because they may be using drugs and they're dealing with that um, and then they're also now involved in criminal activity. And you see, you can kind of see how it might be tempting as well, because people might not think this is not major crime here. It's kind of, they might think victimless. And, and it's less. certainly not a victimless crime. Um, people have lost huge sums of money and usually vulnerable people. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen anecdotally from, you know, the work that I do, I've seen people who were very vulnerable, who lost all their money out of the Revolut account through a phone call, a phishing scam like that. And uh, that's where this, that's where that, the money that's been moved through the mules account it tends to come from scams and different things yeah that's where and and like invoice uh, redirect fraud where you know legitimate companies are sent an invoice and the 
the account number that they'd send the money to is manipulated to this new account and the company might think that they're dealing with a legitimate trader, somebody who they deal with all the time, but the money is redirected into this clean account and then moved on very quickly because the loader who works for the organised crime gang, that's their job to move money around very, very quickly. Okay, now... uh it, it, not a victimless crime and it and it is a crime. So what happens when people get caught? Well, you can be convicted under the money laundering and uh, uh, financing of terrorism act. So for young people getting involved in this, um, it's, it's a really dangerous thing to be involved in because it can have lifelong impacts. You can get on up to 14 years. Um, if you're convicted as a child, you w- might get uh, referred to the Garda Diversion Project. But if you're convicted as an adult, you can get up to 14 years it can affect visas it can affect different type of jobs and careers that you might want you can also get locked out of financial um, services so if you want a mortgage in years to come you you might not get a mortgage because you've been a money mill so the the criminality really stays with the young person and then there's also the uh, devastation to the family particularly if you're a clean young person who has no contact with criminality at all the shock um, Mm. your status in the community all of them things uh, and you know yourself, Brandon, when you're a teenager, it's a very tricky time trying to navigate your way in the world. And for some of these young people, they think this gives them status to be involved in criminality as well. So it's something that we really have to like the grooming of young people into criminality and the exploitation of young people into all types of criminality is something that as a country we really need to be looking at. And I think, you know, all credit to the guards there. I yeah. think it was um, Sergeant Ernie uh, Henderson who um, was leading this investigation, a brilliant piece of work by them. And I know you you do a lot of work in the area of young people getting recruited into criminal networks, but I suppose a, a lot of the kids who might be involved in money muling are not your typical kid who might get uh, drawn into criminality. So if there's a family, if there are parents listening now and they're not thinking this is a, that, that their kid becoming involved in crime is an issue at all, what red flag should they be looking out for in terms of like the money muling thing? So I think the first thing to say is stop thinking like that because any young person is right. vulnerable to these networks. Um, there, there's lots of red flags. I mean, if your child is starting to withdraw, you see, some of these are just adolescent behaviours, so it's about being vigilant. But if they're starting to withdraw and not communicating with you, if they've got new friends, if they're buying things that you know they don't have the money for, like they might say, oh, that was my birthday money or that was my Christmas money. And, and you're saying to yourself, that doesn't add up. So you need to question them and, and thoroughly investigate where they're getting the money from. Also, I would say to any parents, and and look, I may be 100 years old and a fuddy-duddy, but I really believe that anybody under 18, their parents or their caregiver should have access to all the social media platforms. Not that they're going to check them every day, but that if they have got a concern, that they should be able to go in and see what kind of messages they're having. Look, when I was a teenager, I wasn't allowed to bring friends into the house until my parents met them and knew them and vetted them. Social media, nobody is vetting the people that are communicating with the young people if they 
they don't have access to them passwords for direct messaging and that kind of thing. So I think it's being hyper vigilant, really, and yeah. continue and creating a safe space, Brandon. It's very important that a young person knows that no matter what they've done, that we will deal with it. We will deal with it as a family. We will deal with it as a unit, because if a young person is already frightened, intimidated, all of these um, horrendous uh, kind of feelings that young people have that they're a failure, we need to make sure that they feel that they have somebody that they can talk to, a trusted adult. It may be a youth club leader, it may be an older sibling, it may be a parent. So that's what I Okay, so it mightn't necessarily be you, but trying to, like if it's an aunt, if it's a coach, try and have one good adult in their life that they can turn to. And that's the theory, isn't it? One good adult can make that huge change for a young person and the relief that they will feel when they share the anxiety that they've been under. Um, And then it's making a plan. And the Gardaí are very, very helpful as well. Now, some uh, families won't want to involve the Gardaí and you can kind of understand they don't want to criminalise their child. However, sometimes these things are bigger than the family's able to handle. So I would say to them, I would definitely speak to your local Gardaí and get advice from them. Yeah, because look, people are going to be tempted to say if they find out about this, okay, we'll just shut down that Revolut account, move on and pretend it never happened. That's the wrong idea, is it? it? Well, well, look, I'm not going to tell a parent what to do for their child. However, what I would say is I would allow the people who are experienced in this to give you the advice and take the advice from there. Okay, uh, criminologist Trina O'Connor and host of the Real Lives Untold podcast. Thank you very much. That was invaluable.